0: Hello and welcome to Witchy Woman Podcast. I am your host, Danae Sweet, and this is episode 45. So today I have an update on the drama that is my life, and we're going to talk about the dark moon. So the dark moon is today. The moon is at 0% visibility. Um, If you have any of those moon apps, you can look at it and see that today there is absolutely no moon it's dark so anything after today you're going to start to see little slivers but I wanted to talk about the significance of the dark moon and how you can use or how I use the dark moon to take back or call back my power and as most of you know if you've listened uh, to last week's episode shit has gotten real here and I kind of feel hopeless um helpless, not, maybe not so much hopeless, but helpless. I feel like everyone else has the power and we do not. Um, so I am going to take advantage of this beautiful energy today and try to change my circumstances or call back. What is mine (laughs) that I have lost over the last, oh my gosh, honestly, it, it goes back at least four years, um, I know I've talked about Maddie's first year in high school at the other school, and it was terrible. Um, she was assaulted there, and it was a, he said, she said. It was terrible, um, and the school wouldn't back us, so we transferred Maddie, and we went to this school, um, and it has been awful. It was a trade-off, so we traded off one kind of bullying for another kind of bullying, and it, because we're outsiders, to this town to, even though I grew up in the other town, um, I left and I came back and I wasn't a part of that anymore and I'm an outsider. And here I'm even more of an outsider because my family's from Arthur and, um, this town and that town are rivals. So it's even more immature bullshit that runs deep. So a little update things got worse. I didn't think that they could get worse. I really need to stop saying, "Well, at least it can't get any worse." <laughs> Seems to be that the universe will handle me another shovel full of shit if I say that. So, I'm no longer saying that. <laughs> Lesson learned. I don't even know where to I don't even know where to to start as far as what happened in just a week in seven freaking days um we pulled my daughter out of school. She's no longer attending um, and will not be walking through those doors to that school again. They can't provide a safe, bully-free environment at all. They won't even try. So we're out. Um, She has tried her best to stick it out. And as a mom, you know, you don't want to teach your kids that it's okay to quit, right? But you also... (laughs) have to weigh their mental health our mental health like what is this how much harm is this doing by trying to stick it out right and not quit she let us know that her mental state is close to as bad as it was when she was a freshman as a freshman um things got bad enough that she cut herself um we didn't know about it for a little bit and then we were we we found out about it So she let us know. She's like, I know. She's amazing that a 17-year-old is self-aware enough to say, Mom, I'm almost done. I'm almost at my limit where I feel like I want to hurt myself again. And she let us know that. And that was my signal that we're done. Um, so we went to the school on Monday and pulled her out and told them that she would not be walking back through the doors of that school. We have backup educational program plans that we will carry out so she can still, um, go to cosmetology school next year and do whatever the hell she wants. Um, it just will not be at the risk of her mental health, her physical safety, or the safety of us. Um, since this all had happened, we actually received like, we thought it was all good, like, not all good, but, you know, we had talked to, um, the sheriff again, we had spoken to some, the parties involved in the bullying, and as far as we knew, it was, you know, uh, hey, you leave us alone, we'll leave you alone, you know, I'll tell my kid to stop, you tell your kid that, that, you know, whatever, and we thought it was going to be over, (laughs) and, Then I received a threatening phone call from a parent and after that was over, um, actually I I just hung up because the person was irrational and yelling and I was just over it. I got pretty pissed off. Um, and then shortly after that, the other parent called and I handed the phone off to my husband, because I was just really pissed off and really frazzled. And I didn't understand what any of this was happening, why any of this was going on, because the last thing we heard was from, uh, that everything was like, we're just gonna, we're done. Like, everybody, like, just go to your corners and everybody, let's try to have a normal, um, rest of our year as we possibly can. And then this happened. Um, we still don't know why this was prompted. (laughs) But anyway, got a phone call. Um, it's the other parent. Brad talked to said parent. They worked out, I don't work anything out, but they, they come to an understanding that, you know what, we need to try to make this as peaceful as possible, um, and come to some kind of resolution. And when Brad got off the phone, he said, you know what, it sounded like this was coming to an end. Like, Hey, my kids are doing stupid shit, and I'm sorry, and blah, 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 and that was the end of it, and Brad was like, cool, that's all we want is to be left alone, <laughs> and um, everything, that was, that was, what was that, that was Wednesday, because I was at work, so that was Wednesday, and then Thursday night, Brad received a physical threat on our entire family via a text Um, about this whole situation. Serious enough that I really can't go into it too much um, because the authorities are involved, but it's enough for us to be afraid to live in town. Um, The kids, the mean girls, the bullies that have been bothering Maddie are still driving around and around our house. They've admitted to honking and harassing us that way. We have screenshots of them texting Maddie admitting what they're doing and the there's nothing nobody will do anything um I'm getting very mixed signals from law enforcement um I go and I personally go and complain about something saying this is happening and I have proof and I'm told on one hand there's nothing I can do and then in the next breath saying well you need to fill out a report well (laughs) I don't know what the hell the truth is anymore I'm very confused I'm frustrated with everybody involved the school law enforcement I just at this point I just want my family to be safe I don't want to feel like we can't sleep at night these kids are bothering us way into the middle of the night um sometimes up to midnight um sometimes after midnight (laughs) it's it's to the point where I'm not getting sleep my daughter's not sleeping even my animals are not sleeping because we're up and they're like why is mommy up why is daddy up you know I hate it. I hate this whole situation. Um, so we pulled Maddie out of school because it's no longer physically safe, um, for her to be in proximity with some individuals at the school and the school will not, um, uphold policy to provide a safe environment anymore. So we pulled her. She's happy. She is right now. She's, yesterday her best friend came and was like woohoo let's have a little girly celebration of dropping out of school um so they had a sleepover and this morning we woke up to about seven inches of snow so we're all snowed in (laughs) and they're still having their extended happy slumber party and Maddie is smiling for like really smiling genuinely having fun for the first time and I don't even know how long so knowing she doesn't have to go back to that school has relieved an immeasurable amount of pressure on her, and I, that makes me feel better. I, the other situation is still kind of up in the air. We have no idea what the hell's going on or how to go about protecting ourselves. I, anyway, I have come to this point. So, we have battled bullying, For four years. And it was before that. When Maddie came to school here, um, when she was seven, it started with a couple particular girls. And it wasn't bad until they became tweens, you know, and that's just a shitty period. But the real stuff started in high school. Um, So I have really dealt with this hardcore for four long years. Maddie has dealt with this. Brad has dealt with this. So it's been in our lives and been a battle for way longer than this podcast I don't know I I don't know how much more fight I have in me I have one side of me saying I have to keep fighting and keep pushing and keep being the squeaky wheels so that shit gets done and change happens and I want to be an example for my daughter, and I want to be an example for all of you listening, you know, that you can be authentic and change the world, or at least your corner of it if you stay persistent. But honestly, I am so tired. I am so tired. I don't feel comfortable going to the store. I don't feel comfortable going to the post office. My daughter has like one friend she can trust, which I realize that's a rarity in itself, just to at least have one person that you can trust. But she's a kid. She's a teenager. She should have a group of girls that do stuff together and go shopping and talk about boys or girls or whatever. And she doesn't have that because of where we live, because of the weird, toxic, bass awkward shit that happens here. I just, both, both Brad and I, I talked to him about this and I'm like, I, Honestly, I don't think I have much left in me to to fight anything. Um right now we just want to we just want to be safe. I would like to be safe in my own home. Um our backyard, you know, we're still worried about the backyard and our dogs. Um this weekend we had kids just driving up and down our alleyway and staring at us and I don't know if they're scoping out our fucking garage or the backyard like all these thoughts go in your head because now you're like paranoid because the worst, you know, the thing you thought would never happen, like they're not going to actually come onto our property and vandalize shit. Like whoever did this, I have no idea. I want to be very clear in case somebody else is listening to this that is not, um, on our corner or in our corner. I have no idea who did the vandalizing. I do know for a fact who drives up and down our alleyway and around and around our house, honks in front of our house. I know those people. I know exactly who does it. Law enforcement won't do shit about it. So, we're, we're defensive. We're paranoid now. Every little noise in the night I wake up, I'm like, oh my God, is somebody trying to bake in the house? Are they trying to get into Maddie's window? Are they in my backyard? Are they putting poison in the backyard for my dogs? Like these things never stop going through my head and I'm so unbelievably tired. So that's, I just wanted to share that with you. I don't know what to do. We both, Brad and I don't know what to do this moment, we're just trying to keep Maddie safe and happy and, um, keep our home safe. And hopefully this all will die away and go away and they will forget that I ever existed and that Maddie ever existed and that Brad ever did. I just want them to forget us because we need a break. (laughs) Um our mental health has gone down the shitter. Like I'm tired. I'm tired. I wake up and I cannot wait to sleep, but then I realize if it's nighttime, we can't sleep because that is when things start happening here at the house is after like supper time. So that's when the real anxiety hits and we have to worry is after supper. <sighs> so that is that's been our week. We've been threatened physically not and by name they named us individually me Brad Madison and our family so that's a pretty big clan of us that they have physically threatened and they're very erratic and unpredictable and that's what makes things scary is if they were just completely from the start super aggro then I would know what to expect. Oh, well, they're aggro. They're going to posture. They're going to be aggressive. And it's, oh, I want to fix this in one sentence. And then in the next breath, want to hurt us physically. Um, so I'm scared. My family is not safe. And we're stuck here. (laughs) For the time being, anyway, we're stuck here. Um, we just bought this house. So I hate that they're tainting this experience because this is the first home I've ever owned myself. You know, this is Maddie's first real home that we've owned ourselves, like as a family. And this is supposed to be a good, fun, secure place to be because it's our space. And for the most part, it has been. It's been our little oasis away from the rest of this town. And starting like from October, the first week in October till now, it has been a nightmare in this home, on this property, in this town. So anyway, that is, that's the summary of the last seven days. <laughs> um, thank you for everybody that's reached out to me, that sent positive juju and encouragement and worried about us. I really do appreciate it. And part of me wasn't going to even share any of this because I was afraid that if I shared any of this story that people wouldn't want to stand up for things like this. That they would uh, discourage you guys for standing in your truth. And I'm still standing in my truth. I just don't know if I can be as loud because I'm tired. Like every part of me is tired and same with my husband. It's affecting everything. And I don't want you to be discouraged if you're in come some kind of situation where you need to stand up. I still support you, you know, call, talk to me, send me a message. I will try to support you as much as I possibly can. I don't want to d- discourage anybody for from doing, you know, standing up. Um, I just need a break. Four years is a really long time to battle this and I'm tired. So, enough of that Depressing shit. (laughs) Let's talk about the dark moon. Okay, so most of you know about you know the main lunar phases like the full moon, the new moon, um, waxing, waning, that sort of thing. And then I kind of wanted to talk about the dark moon. So the dark moon is right now. If you have any of those um, lunar. apps if you look at yours it'll say 0% today this is tuesday and it should say 0% um and and it's a dark moon so for me the new moon and the dark moon are different things so the dark moon is today there's as no moon it's at 0% as soon as it hits 1% that means there's a little bit visible to me that's the new moon so During this phase, the the moon, the sun, and the earth are all in the same longitude uh, longitude line. So that results in the moon's orbit being invisible from the earth. So you can't see you can't see the moon anymore. I mean, it's there. You can kind of see that little halo around it sometimes if it's a really pretty night where you can see it clearly. But anyway, that is what happens during this lunar phase, and it is my jam: (laughs) the dark moon is, for me, what a lot of people, like, what the, what the full moon is for a lot of other people. It's a time where I feel the most clarity. I feel the most concentrated power, like, personal power during, during this particular phase of the moon. For me, it's a time when I do rituals for, uh, Hekate and, uh, I do spells and ritual, rituals for banishing, binding, um, like, go on the offense type spells, um, it's when I really get shit done. I mean, to be honest, I don't know why the new moon feels so different for me, but, um, it just really does. I don't usually sleep well. Um, I'm a little bit randy, <laughs> if you know what I mean. And often I'm just really aggressive in general during this particular moon phase. Okay. I just had to like take a tiny break. Cause I heard giggling outside. I'm like, what the hell is that? And I just looked out my window, my daughter and her friend are going to go sledding. My daughter is smiling and giggling and going to go sledding. Like that is, I don't know how to get across how like fantastic that is because I have not seen my daughter want to do something for the joy of doing something. And I don't know how freaking long. So I just had to share that with you. That was pretty cool. I looked out my bedroom window and they're out there sledding. <laughs> Wait. So anyway, yeah, I'm in my bedroom today because everybody's snowed in and this is the quietest place at the moment. <laughs> Okay, so anyway, let's get back to the full, or to the the dark moon. So, what I was researching the, the new moon, dark moon type schedule, um, I found out that in Hindu culture, the first day of the Hindu lunar calendar system begins following the new moon. So, this day is known as, I'm gonna, I, I'm terrible at pronouncing shit, uh, Amavasya, and that means the moon is not visible. And it's considered to be a day of good, uh, big power, where good and evil is pondered. So, you're supposed to contemplate on this day. Um, also, uh, in, let's see, in this, in the Hindu culture, I also found that in a, that when a new moon falls on a Sunday, and that Amavasya falls on a Monday, uh, there's a special, time called, oh man, Amavasya Samvati is celebrated, and it's believed that fasting on this day will prevent widowhood, ensure childbearing years to continue in a certain, in your lineage, and it, it, uh, means that you're going to lead to the fulfillment of your dreams and all your desires. I thought that was kind of neat. I looked up a bunch of different cultures. In Chinese culture, the dark moon represents the start of the calendar month. Um, And uh, the Chinese New Year begins with the first new moon of the year. And during the Chinese New Year, there are a lot of traditional rituals and festivals where fireworks are held. they're they're lit and let off. Um, And Buddhists will abstain from eating meat. And their elders and family members are celebrated. And they also honor family members that have passed and their ancestors during that time. So, I thought that was pretty cool. I did kind of notice something. So, I found it really fascinating. There are so many cultures that embrace the lunar cycles and incorporate them into their spiritual and cultural practices. And I tried to find something that specifically Americans do during lunar cycles, any of the lunar cycles. And I really couldn't find anything. Um, Now, there are spiritual practices within the U.S. that observe lunar cycles, but nothing that screams, like, America. You know what I mean? (laughs) In Jewish and Islamic traditions, the new moon um, is the start of uh, the new calendar month. And like the Chinese calendar, the Hebrew calendar also counts lunar months based on the full cycle of the moon's faces. So, it's not just, you know, every, like our calendar, it's different. And in the Islamic tradition, this is the one I found really cool. In Islamic tradition, the calendar month starts when the new moon is actually observed. And this means that um, it's not like set ahead when some months will begin since they are based on when the new moon is observed in the sky. How cool is that? Um, So anyway, (laughs) I found that all very interesting and I wanted to share that with you. So let's talk about what witches do on a dark moon as always, you do you. These are just kind of what I do and some suggestions, um, but always do what resonates with you. Um, if I, if what I'm telling you, you're like, ooh, hell no, I don't want to do that, then don't do that. It's okay. (laughs) So, you're gonna read from some sources that you shouldn't do anything on a dark moon. Um, that it's bad juju and blah, don't do anything on a dark moon or whatever. Um, but some sources will say otherwise. It's kind of, I kind of found both what, both, extremes, like do all the things or do nothing. (laughs) So, during the dark moon, this is the time that I do banishing and binding works. Um, If I'm going to do a hex or curse, it's going to be at this period. It's also an ideal time for all types of divination, as well as working with the deceased. And as you guys know, I'm a big journaler. So, during the dark moon, I'm going to journal specifically kind of taking inventory of my life. What's going on well? What's not going on very well? Um, do I feel depleted energetically? Are there people or situations in my mundane life that I need to deal with on a magical level? These are things that I'm going to journal about and kind of get a more clear picture of of what I need to do today. And for me right now is a perfect example of me feeling empty and depleted energetically and mentally. And I'm feeling a little lost, actually, kind of just kind of lost because of all the chaos and the negativity that's happening in my mundane life. It's been shitty. (laughs) This is the perfect time for me to take back my power, to set the intention of the cycle to bring back, um, to bring myself back to full power, so to speak, to build that power with the beginning of the moon just feels amazing. Amazing. So how do I do that? (laughs) Um, Like I said, I journal. I'm going to make lists um, or just word dump everything I'm feeling. I get it out there on black and white where I can really see what's going on with myself. You'd be amazed at what you can determine or realize that you didn't before after you've journaled. You journal all these things and you get it all out. And once I get really flowing, there are things that I didn't think that I was worried about or upset about that I end up realizing that I actually am. So right now, I guess I just feel like everyone else has the power to change things the way they want. I feel like everything I do or say to protect my family is being twisted and turned around back onto us in a negative way. Nothing feels safe anymore. Um, I definitely have lost trust in the entire community here. I don't trust anyone in this town anymore. Um, I never really did, but I sure as hell don't now. So I need to take back that inner power, my confidence in myself and in my family. I need to bring back to me that deep knowing that standing in my truth is my path. Um, And that I I am worth respect. (laughs) Right now, none of us are getting any respect. And that can really do a lot of damage to you. I can also do banishings, bindings, hexings, cursings. So, I'm going to write about those things. Do I want to do this? What are the pros and cons? I'm going to map out, if I decide to do something like that, I'm going to map out all the scenarios, things I should be worried about um, when I do word, a spell, or a ritual. I'm going to, like, take it apart at this point. Any of those things that I do like that is going to help bring back my power to myself. The act of doing something proactive can empower and ignite that spark that was missing. Just the action of doing the journaling can kind of start to bring you out of it. Um, I also cut cords during the dark moon. And I cut all etheric cords to those who are sucking (laughs) the power and energy out of me. um, I do a simple ritual using a, a piece of obsidian that I really feel is an effective tool in like completing that sort of work. And what I mean like really quickly in a simplified way to explain cord cutting. So we all have these think of them as imaginary energetic cords that tie you, that bind you to these, to people you interact with all day long. You're interacting with people off and on, whether it's the phone, the internet, in person, and all these attachments need to be severed (laughs) Um, if they're negative. So I am going to I just do a simple meditation where I get into to the to a meditative state. I love to use drumming music. It's repetitive. Your brain really um, responds well to repetitive uh, anything. So whether it's a staring at a flame flickering, that's repetitive, or closing your eyes and listening to music, um, particularly something that's repetitive, the, the at least the baseline. <laughs> so I listen to drumming, and that really gets me into the right state. And then I visualize all these cords that are attached to me. And I kind of, to me, when I look at them, I can see that they're black or brown or dingy or shitty. And I just go and I cut them. I metaphorically, you know, I take this obsidian piece and I imagine cutting all those cords, literally cutting them from my body and returning them to sender. So when I'm doing it, I will imagine cutting through a cord and then sending that cord basically retracts back. And I say just, you know, return to sender. Um, with like energy. I know a lot of people say return to sender with love. I really don't anymore. I'm done. I'm not giving out any of my, my energy. Just, just take the damn, take the damn cord back. I don't want it. (laughs) Um, So that's kind of the way I do that. And when I'm done, I make sure that I stand in a nice white, I imagine that I'm standing in a nice white, um, silvery, sparkly, to me because everything glitters, (laughs) um, um, healing white light. And I sit in that for a a while until I feel um, cleansed. And there's other ways to do it. There's some meditations that are a healing um, waterfall. That's another really good thing to do. on the new moon to kind of cleanse yourself for the next lunar cycle um I really like those meditations where the water symbolically washes all the shitty energy out of you um so I can post some of those meditations I'll post them in our um witchy woman friends group on Facebook um after this I'll go ahead and after this episode drops I will post those probably Wednesday so I'll post them tomorrow the the meditations for for all that Okay. (laughs) So, um, so say I've done that. Um, something I really, I like to do, um, during a dark moon is make dark moon water. So I know it's not as popular as full moon water, but, um, if you need to cross, hex, banish, or bind someone, this water is amazing because it engages that dark face of the moon. Train. (laughs) Um, You can really hear the train in my bedroom because I'm on the north side (laughs) and the closest to the tracks. Um, So anyway, so I use dark moon uh, water when I'm seeking justice, when I feel I need um, to write something. So when you aren't just getting justice in your mundane life, casting in the dark of the moon and adding dark moon water is going to boost that spell work exponentially. It really, really boosts shit. (laughs) You make it just like you do full moon water. Put it in a jar, stick it outside. Right now it's snowy and shitty so I won't be putting it outside or I'll get a broken um, mason jar. So I just stick it in the, I have a a little windowsill with a with a ledge and I'm just going to stick it there so the moonlight gets it. Anyway, um sometimes I put crystals that correspond with the lunar phase inside of the jar of water. So, like for the dark moon, I like to use labradorite, obsidian, onyx or smoky quartz. Kind of go with your gut. If I feel called to, I may use herbs or essential oils as well, but it all depends on what work I plan on using it for. If I'm going to ingest this water, I'm going to be very careful about what what crystals, what herbs and oils, if I put any of those things in there because some crystals, when you add them to water, they become toxic and you should not ingest certain essential oils or herbs. (laughs) So I'm going to be very careful about what I choose if I plan on using that particular dark moon water for ingesting internally. And sometimes I do. So um, more often than not, I don't put anything in it just in case, but I do mark all of my jars. If it's going to be dark moon water that I can ingest, I'll put a happy face on it, (laughs) which seems so weird, but I'll say, you know, I'll put dark moon water and I'll put the date that it was charged and then I'll put a happy face if it's safe to drink. So also some things that you can do during the dark moon. Some of us, not everybody, but some of us work with deities and goddesses that embody the dark moon phase are amazing to work with during this time because this is their jam too. So, Hecate, Lilith, and Kali are just a few of the goddesses associated with dark moon energies. But if you are someone who works with deity, um, that's just a handful of them right now. Um, I'm feeling very smashed down by the patriarchy and. <laughs> the shit that this town kind of puts on, uh, women. So, I may be working with Lilith tonight. I'm not positive, but she, to me, embodies the feminist empowerment, you know, and all that great energy. So, I may be working with her. So, after the, after the full moon. So, after today, um, it's going to be the new moon. So, starting, whatever, I I think we have. Let me look at my little app and see how many hours left. So new next new moon is in .3 days. So by morning it's going to be um you know, I'll see on my app like 1% or something like that. So anyway, the new moon is different for me because that's when I start to see a sliver of the moon. So typically two to three days past a dark moon, you can really see that sliver. And this is the time to begin spell work that draws things to you, like physical possessions or situations that you need to you. Um, This can be for love, money, health, personal development, really whatever the heck you want. And to further empowerment work, that was done during the dark moon, you can do spells or rituals to draw in your power, your confidence, bring peace, and intention back into your life. So, this is like my phase two of bringing back my power. Um, It's the time I do candle spells to bring action to my intention, spells to call back power that I lost to others. I will also do a lot of work on my sacral and root chakras, so, the root chakra can take a ton of damage from situations that threaten your well-being and the safety of your family and yourself. Um, it damages that. It creates byoki. Um, bioki is like stuck or damaged, prana or chi. And I just... That's what I call it because I'm a Reiki, Reiki master. Other people call it prana or chi or something else. But for me, it's byoki. Byoki is crappy chi, basically. <laughs> my root chakra is a shit show at the moment. Um, so I'm going to be really, really trying to do a lot of meditations. Self-Reiki to help bring flow and balance back into that part of my uh, energetic body. A lot of focus will also be on my sacral chakra, and this is where passion and personal power is ignited and stored. Uh, if you research this a little bit, a lot of cultures refer to this chakra as the seat of life. Not only does this chakra govern the organs that literally create life, but it also the energetic center that fuels your passion to live life to the fullest, and where your and it's where your seat of personal power lives. So, this is a place I am going to do self-reiki. Again, I'm going to work with a lot of different crystals. Right now, I'm feeling like um, really drawn to, I've got this carnelian um, gallet that I really, really like. So, I'll be working with that during meditations and reiki and also that big, giant, beautiful, juicy garnet that I have. I'll probably be working that with that quite a bit as well. Those two are great for those two chakras. Um, I would love to hear what you guys do during this time. This is just what I do. So if you guys do anything different, if you have any ideas for me, I am all ears. (laughs) Um, I am going to try to take this next seven days and try to bring some peace back into my life and my family's life. Um, do some house chores, clean the house, do my laundry. <laughs> um do some cleansing baths, some aura cleansing baths are amazing to do during this time as well. So I'm going to be doing that kind of stuff and trying to refocus more on on us instead of what others could or couldn't or could or might do to us, um, which I think we're all in that defense mode and I'd like to change the energy of all three of us and kind of go from uh, defense to being more present, more, okay, what is happening in this moment and being more responsible for our own energy because right now we're just scattered all over the place. (laughs) So that is my goal for the next seven days at least is to kind of refocus our attention and energy more on What can we do to make ourselves happy and feel joy again and feel safe again? Um, Right now, I can tell you that most of our energy has been um, protection. What can we do to protect ourselves from this thing or that thing or um, waiting, you know, when the phone rings and it's not a number I recognize, I cringe and I do not want to answer it because I don't know if it's going to be somebody calling to yell at me or whatever. So, I want to refocus. We don't want to be thinking about that anymore. There's nothing we can do. <laughs> we have been told, we have been, if anything has been definitively proven, is that there is nothing that anyone else is going to do to protect us or to change the circumstances. We cannot change it. The only only thing we can do is change how we react. So, we have taken steps um, to ensure our physical protection. Um and now I would like to take steps to ensure our energetic health, you know, our protect our energetic health. And so that's what this dark moon means to me is kind of a reset. Um so it comes at an absolute perfect time. And I normally hate the shit out of snow and I'm not enjoying it by any means. But it feels cleansing. I woke up today to literally like a winter wonderland. It is not really that cold. It's like held at like 25 today, which really isn't that bad. The wind isn't bad, which is really unusual. Usually it blows like a a crazy and then we're all miserable. Um, but really the snow has came pretty much straight down and it feels like we're in a Hallmark movie. All my trees around the yard are catching the snow so beautifully and it feels like everybody's taking a breath. Like the world, the town, everybody's just taking a breath. And I feel like that is, it's perfect timing because to me, that's what the dark moon is. We're going to take a breath and now we're going to act. So anyway, I hope that you guys got some kind of information that you could use out of this, but please share with me what you guys do, okay? Also, what's your favorite phase of the moon? Like what time in the lunar cycle do you feel like that is your jam? Like is it waning, waxing, full, um, new or dark, like what time of, of the month or time of the cycle do you feel the most empowered? So I would love to find out that. I think it's interesting to find who feels powerful at what different times and kind of how that plays into your life. Do you use, um, do you use your spell work you schedule spell work or any kind of empowerment stuff around that cycle where you feel the most powerful. So anyway, I will ask that question as well in the Witchy Woman Friends group. I'll go ahead and post um, probably tonight, what lunar cycle is your jam? <laughs> I will post that so we can talk about that. Um, yeah, I think that's all I have for today. I would like to thank again. Thank you. I have had uh, so much support, and it's just been awesome. I, I get you know people t- texting me on Instagram and wishing me well, wishing my family well. Um, thank you for everybody that's offered to hex the shit out of everybody. I really appreciate <laughs> that. Um, <laughs> I really find that I I love you guys. I I know that I don't know all of you personally, but I'm always I've always been kind of a loner. I don't socialize very much, especially now that I'm older. But I feel like you guys are kind of my my tribe. Um I, you support each other. I watch the group and you guys answer questions when people have questions and support each other and I feel like like this is like my virtual tribe and I appreciate you guys listening to me and And coming into this, to the groups and being so awesome and supporting each other and providing me with like a virtual, um, a virtual bunch of friends. And I appreciate that. And I know a lot of people like we can't be friends with people you've never known, but I absolutely am friends with people I've never met in life, in real life, in person, face to face. There are some people that support me so much more. People in my real life. I have a couple really amazing friends in my physical life where I can go and I see them. Um, really, I have one person in particular, <laughs> but I do have some that that I can that I can talk to. Um, but for the most part, my friends are online, and I don't care if that makes me a dork. <laughs> it is what it is. Oh, that reminds me. Did anybody else see the news that the Witch's Voice site, witchfox.com is no longer going to be online anymore? That makes me so sad because um, those that site was one of the first sites that I got information from that I could find information about witches and pagans and you know, I couldn't just drive to a bookstore. I live in the middle of fucking nowhere (laughs) I was a teenager. So, um, one of my first interactions was getting on the internet. Yeah, that makes me old. Um, but I got on the internet. I think I was, God, I can't remember how old I was, but I remember getting on and looking at things in my area and articles and it just kind of bums me out that that's no longer going to be a thing. I think they're on Facebook. Um, on Twitter and things like that. But that site itself, I heard it was going to be no more. And I just want to say, if there's anybody that contributed anything to that website, I appreciate you. Um, I know many people appreciate that site. It was one of our first interactions with like-minded people. And that means a lot when you're completely different from everybody else. So I appreciate that. (laughs) Anyway, okay, I think that's the last, like, random thought that's going to pop in my head for a little bit. Anyway, if you would like to get a hold of me, please give me, uh, uh, you can send me an email, uh, witchywomanpodcast at gmail.com. I'm on Instagram, at witchywomanpodcast. You can also get me on Twitter, Danae underscore sweet underscore. I think you can search witchywomanpodcast and it might come up. I don't know. I'm getting better at Twitter. Where else can you get me? Oh yeah, Facebook, duh. <laughs> you go to our Facebook page, Witchy Woman Podcast. That's our page. That's where I post all major announcements. I post all of our um, episodes, things like that. Uh, we have a group. It's a closed group, Witchy Woman Friends. You're gonna have to click join, and I will approve you. But it's a closed group, so if you're not out of the closet yet, you can post. There and be safe from the rest of your friends or your newsfeed or anything like that, seeing those posts. Then we have our coven. We have the WW Coven. That is a group that, uh, that is a group for the Patreon supporters group. Supporters. Gosh, I'm mumbling now. Anyway, that is the group where if you are a Patreon supporter, you go to uh which patreon.com slash witchy woman podcast and you pick one of the tiers and any tier gets you into the coven online so i will send you you get an email and a link and a password and that gets you in so anyway that's on facebook we do rituals spells we talk about stuff that we don't talk about in the groups or on the podcast um also the last the top two tiers get gifts quarterly so top tier is citrine they get quarterly gifts from Earth Mama Creations. They're also going to get a gift from Holistic Healing Therapeutics in January. So you're gonna have two sponsors there. Um, And I had a sneak peek of what Rena is going to send out in January. And holy shit, I am excited for you. This is amazing, and I saw the stuff that Earth Mama Creation sent out to you guys, and that shit is beautiful, so thank you both to those sponsors, and then the Amethyst, um, that particular tier, we are going to have Shelly Leggett from Lavender Potions is going to be giving you free readings every quarter. So the Amethyst and the Citrine get those free, um, readings every quarter. I created a separate Facebook group and Shelly will be popping in there and announcing when she will be doing the live readings for everybody, um, when the quarter comes. So, that is the news of uh, that I have about that. You can tell I'm tired. My brain is not working as fast as my mouth can. So, ugh, bear with me. <laughs> I also have not had as much coffee as I normally have. I think I had a pot this morning, a cup after lunch, and I'm sucking down a Dr. Pepper right now, which is, I know, so unhealthy. Everybody that knows I have lupus, I'm sure you're like, no, no. I know that. I'm just trying to stay awake. I promise I'm trying to be healthy. Um, anyway, so if anybody has any questions, please feel free to call or contact me. I answer, I try to answer everybody's, um, DM, PM, tweet, whatever you got going on. I really try hard to answer everybody. So, um, give me a, give me a ring or whatever. I'd love to talk to you guys. Oh, eh, snail mail. I keep forgetting snail mail I have snail mail we have a P.O. Box P.O. Box 333 Hyannis Nebraska 69350 I always have all that in the show notes if you don't have any way to write any of this shit down because you're listening in the car or whatever so I guess that's it I am going to go sit down on the couch and chill for a little bit (laughs) all right as always stay witchy bye-bye